Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 334. On Her Majesty's Secret Service, a 007 adventure starring James Bond as 007. My name is Grunenwald, Joe Grunenwald. And my name is Sean Bourne, Eric Sean Bourne. Hello, Eric. Hello, Mr. Grunenwald. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> so formal. <laughs> Mr. Grunenwald. Uh, everybody calls him Mr. Bond. That's true, I guess they do. Yeah. Yeah. This is a British thing. Yeah. And uh, instead of a pretty white cat, I have a pretty black cat. It's true. <laughs> he's a tuxedo. He's got a little white on him. A little bit white. Yeah. He's yeah. formal. <laughs> I'm, I'm always hesitant to call him a tuxedo cat because it, it is very little white. Yeah. And, and sometimes it is hard to tell that he has any on him at all. Well, I mean, compared to the tux that James wears in this and the shirt that he wears with that, you're right, it is very little white. <laughs> Are you referring to the opening tux? Yes. 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 Very, very frilly shirts. Yep. Well, uh, one might call that puffy, if one were so inclined. He uh, just in the front piece. His, uh... I don't know if it was uh, George Lazenby's uh, uh, choice or or wardrobe's choice, but uh, they made uh, some choices for sure. Yeah, is it because I know like when whenever there's a new Doctor on Doctor Who, they get to decide what their what their outfit is. Is it the same thing with James Bond? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like pick your pick your variety of tux. <laughs> I mean, I feel like. And and I'm I'm not a tux guy. I'm I'm sadly not a suit guy. I, I wish I were. Right. I feel uh, like we've had this conversation. Before. We have, yes. Uh probably numerous times over the years on and off air. Yeah. <laughs> uh but also, you know, I, I'm fairly ignorant of suits and cuts of them and styles of them. Yeah. Uh so for the most part, whenever I see any of the actors playing James Bond in a suit of any kind uh it's just like okay that's a suit that's a tux yeah uh but uh these are very distinctive yeah this one definitely stood out to me <laughs> oh boy I, w- I would not have been able to pick george lazenby out of the lineup before watching this <laughs> honestly i'm not sure if i could having watched a movie for two and a half hours that he's in uh you know what fair <laughs> um I have I've seen this movie multiple times. Okay. Uh, there is a fairly interesting documentary about George Lazenby. Ooh, okay. Uh, that that I, I would recommend about his uh, his life growing up and then his his bid to become Bond and his choice in the middle of filming to not do it again. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, but but uh, despite all that, yeah, I don't. Nope. <laughs> uh, he he's just kind of a kind of a generic pretty man. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess part of that too is that like I've seen Sean Connery in so many other things. Same with Timothy Dalton, and Fair Brosnan, and and not so much Roger Moore, but I still know what Roger Moore looks like. Also true. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, just uh, I don't know. I had never seen him before we started watching this movie, so like. <laughs> It could have been anybody. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as I mentioned, he, he was only Bond once. Yeah. Um, and he still continued to sort of have an acting career. Okay. But it was pretty much all just banking on his one appearance as Bond after this. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Which he never wanted to do again, I guess. Uh, so, so his... Backstory is basically he got into just tuning in and dropping out kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so so he so he he basically became a hippie. Okay. And and uh, you know decided that uh, James Bond you know 
just was too much a representation of the man. That's true. He's a total narc. He is. Yeah. <laughs> He's a cop. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I can't recall, though, if, you know, eventually that came back to just, just bite him in the ass as far as regret goes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, almost everything else is, like, some sort of spy movie or parody of a spy movie <laughs> or parody of a james bond directly kind of thing so okay. yeah gotcha. interesting <laughs> yep <laughs> uh i also i i feel like like there's a bit of like i and maybe it's just a i don't know if it's a trope of of the bond movies like him sort of going rogue mm-hmm. and doing his thing like, but also it's sort of sanctioned. I don't know. It's it's a strange dynamic that he has with with uh, is it MI MI five MI six whichever I, one he's in. It, Her Majesty's Secret Service. They they never really come out and say it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe in the Daniel Craig ones, they they finally put a label on it. Yeah. But but yeah, he's IMF. Yeah, it's it's just sort of a, a vague government agency that how, he works for. How cool would it be if this whole time James Bond has been part of the Impossible Mission Force? <laughs> I would like that. That would be amazing. <laughs> it's it's weird that you bring that up because I've also been watching the Mission Impossible movies lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I felt I just watched three. The other day. Okay. And there are a lot of similarities between these two movies. There absolutely are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually, I just watched three. Um, I just watched one, two, and three uh, a couple weeks ago uh-huh. while I was doing at-home Comic-Con coverage. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the, the those were all very fresh in my mind, too, while watching this. And, yeah, a lot of, lot of similarities. It's almost like there's not that many stories you can tell with spies to make them interesting. I guess. Because otherwise they're just cops. Right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and yet there have been uh, now seven of those movies right. and 26 of James Bond. That's so, true. What do I know? Yeah. Uh, people seem to like them. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty objective that people seem to like them. It's true. You're right. <laughs> They keep making them. Whether you do or not <laughs> is a totally different thing. <laughs> I mean, people people go see stuff they don't like all the time. Well, okay. Maybe people have been watching, have been hate watching James Bond for the past fifty years. Uh, much like Star Wars. So, so you've been watching all of the james bond movies you said i i have i've i've been going mostly in order so okay. so this is the sixth one okay uh so so yeah this technically the sixth one that i've watched actually seventh okay because i i jumped out of order last weekend what'd uh, you do i watched the bootleg james bond movie never say never again oh okay interesting which is uh, Sean Connery's return to James Bond right. in the early 80s. Okay. Uh, that is not an Eon production. Uh, and uh, so I don't know the full history of it. It's just uh, the writer who worked on a couple of the early ones uh, like got into a dispute with Eon Productions. And there was a lawsuit, I believe. And he got to walk away with, like, some of the rights to various portions of the James Bond movies. Interesting. Uh, And so, I feel like... So, so uh, in this, the, the, the big bad villain is uh, Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Okay. Uh, I think he only makes, like, two more appearances in James Bond movies. Okay. Uh, up until the Daniel Craig ones, anyway. And uh, that is because that 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 guy got the rights to him, okay, and to Spectre, okay. <laughs> and so for like twenty, thirty years, uh, James Bond can no longer use those characters or that organization, okay. Uh, but also, the guy only had the rights to the movie Thunderball, 
Okay. Which I believe is the fourth one. And the also, fourth, uh, fourth Connery one? Yes. Okay. Uh, which also, in my opinion, one of the worst ones. <laughs> nice. All right. So essentially, they remade Thunderball <laughs> uh, in 1983. Okay. Uh, and, and it has uh, Blofeld and Spectre and, and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, but, like, you know, they don't have the James Bond theme. They don't have, like, the, the, the scope opening. Yeah. You know, the, the shooting down the barrel kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, and yeah, Sean Connery in his fifties <laughs> returned to the role. That's so strange. Yep. All right. Uh, and uh, I watched it, and uh, and it's an I like it much better than Thunderball. Yeah. Uh, I I likened it to, and and I believe directed by the same guy actually. Uh, it's the Superman three of James Bond movies. Oh, is it Richard Lester? Oh no. Okay, it's no. It's Irvin Kershner. Oh, Irvin Kershner did. Um... Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. I believe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, really. Superman 3 is... Uh, Superman 2 is the one that's half Donner, half Lester. Right. Superman 3 is a full Lester. It's a full Lester. Okay. <laughs> For some reason, I got the two confused. I can see that. But, you know. But, yeah. All right. Because, I mean, honestly, a, a James Bond movie in the tone of Superman 3, not far off from, I feel like, this movie <laughs> that Kinda. we just watched. <laughs> a little bit like not sure what it what if it wants to be campy or <laughs> or serious or both uh so I, I did a little reading up and and they wanted to do a more serious james bond okay uh it does not help when every last bit of dialogue that james bond actually speaks is just a one-liner uh-huh yeah <laughs> yeah he's either <laughs> introducing himself or delivering a one-liner yep or looking at the camera and saying this never happened to the other guy. I mean, that only happened once. I know. <laughs> uh, but there do seem to be a lot of references to the fact that he's not the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which it doesn't help anything. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you want to forge your own path, don't do nothing but draw comparisons between right. the new guy and the old guy. Uh, I feel like they... they Managed to, to fig- figure that out by the time Roger Moore uh, took over. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, Connery comes back after this one, right? Yep. Diamonds is forever. Diamonds are forever is the next one. Okay. Uh, advertised uh, at the end. Is that a direct sequel to the events of this one? Um, I mean, in so much as it's the one that comes after. Okay. <laughs> uh, I... Is Tracy ever mentioned again? Yes, sort of. Okay. Um, I, I feel like... So it's been a while since I've, I've watched any of the other ones. And, and, again, there are 26 of them. Right. I get them a little confused at times. Fair. <laughs> uh, either Diamonds Are Forever or the first Roger Moore one. Opens with Bond like at a gravesite. Okay, and it's you know like we I don't think we see like the first name, but we see like you know Mrs. Bond or sure, whatever. Sure, yeah, know. Mrs. James Bond. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and him like putting a flower, you know, and and also one of those two, which is like one of the last ones to have Blofeld as the villain. Yeah, uh, is Bond seeking revenge? Yeah. Uh, so, so it, it references in, in that much. Gotcha. And I think, I believe some other ones give like a vague notion of Bond having been married once. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, there's not a lot of tight continuity. <laughs> I didn't think that there was. So, so when something as major happens as, you know, the villain gets away. Right. And, and murders. <laughs> Bond's new wife. <laughs> when that happened, I just I was just curious, but I I, I kind of figured it would be like, like uh like the episodes of like the original Star Trek, or I I assume of Bonanza, just based on listening to Bananas for Bonanza, <laughs> where like someone meets someone and falls in love with them, and then before the end of the episode they die tragically, 
and and Kirk or whoever is sad, and then they never talk about it ever again. <laughs> and the next week they meet someone new and fall madly in love with them. Well, sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and maybe that's just that's just that's just the sixties, man. I mean, sorta. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, clearly, as we see in this movie, Bond is is not particularly, you know. Uh, uh, faithful, right, <laughs> or prone to to sentimentality. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> so if you're talking about going through the girls at the uh, at, at whatever the place was called, I just uh, Blofeld's house, Vis, Vis Gloria, I guess is what it was called. Yeah, Vis Gloria. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't know that he was going to see Tracy again. Well, like he assumed that she was just gone. That's how I read that. No, I I, I felt like. He he had full plans to, to go back to her. Yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, so I thought when he ran into her on the ice rink, I was like, oh, that's that's real nice. <laughs> they didn't think they were going to see each other again. Uh, I don't know. I, I maybe that was one of the parts where I dozed. I don't know. I mean, it was also uh, an hour and a half from the last time that we had seen her on screen. Very true. So like, I had sort of forgotten about her. Admittedly. <laughs> This movie is very long. Maybe that's why they made it so long, so you would forget about her. So you are experiencing it the way that James is. Oh, could yes. be. Could be. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I, the, the What I walked away from was that, you know, he just, you know, he, he had fallen for uh, uh, Tracy. Mm-hmm. and uh, But he still had his mission that he needed to, to accomplish. And uh, once he did that, he was going to go back. That's fair. So, and then, but it was just a surprise that she showed up to, to save him. Mm-hmm. Spiritually and physically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can get behind that. But also, yeah, you just fucked around, you know. Oh, yeah. With just random strange women. Women who I feel like were in a vulnerable position. Yeah, not I great. Don't, I don't feel great about any of what happened at the, at the Institute. <laughs> Now listen. Uh, again, I have I've watched uh, f- six others of these uh, prior to this. Yeah, um, it, it's one of the least rapey James Bond movies. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Yikes! I mean, you're right. There's nothing really rapey about it, but I do feel like yeah. I just I I'm uncomfortable with. He's the only <laughs> man in town. Like it's clearly some dude wrote this. Like yeah. <laughs> And he gets there, and it's nothing but but hot <laughs> chicks. Well, and they all want to bang him. I mean, it it was all dudes. Uh, yeah, you know, back then. So, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so maybe maybe that's the part that I feel skeeved out by. I mean, that's fair. But admittedly, they all come on to him. They do all come on to him. So yeah. yeah. He all, but he also like pointedly we see seduces at least two of them in the exact same way. Yeah. It's real weird. He's he's doing a Jack Tripper. Yeah, is that what he does? Kind of. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, more of a Larry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that feels that feels more right. <laughs> Just based on my limited knowledge of Three's Company. <laughs> oh boy, can we talk about the action sequences in this? Sure. Oh, they're awful. <laughs> They, just the the way that the fight scenes are edited is awful. They're yeah, they're not great. Uh, so w- w- the first time that I watched this movie, I I thought the opposite. Okay, uh, I was like, wow, the the action scenes in this are a real improvement. Okay, over the Connery ones, which I always felt were sort of just stunted and and uh, you know sort of. You know, just just middle-aged men just sort of, you know, kind of pawing at each other. Sure, you know? sure. And and this felt, you know, frenetic and, and, and uh, you know, there, there was a lot of just bombast to them. Yeah. Uh, but no, they're, they're just clumsy and, uh, yeah, edit, poorly edited, uh, poorly shot. So much sped up film. Yeah. Uh, which is... I mean, I don't know if it's weird or not, but the director of this movie was the editor 
of the previous James Bond films. Okay. Uh, in his directorial debut. So. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the sped up film, uh, particularly during the opening beach sequence, just reminded me of the monkeys. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, this is this is gonna be like the monkeys. That's interesting. I mean, same time period. It yeah, is, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it was a style at the May- time. Maybe. <laughs> but it also goes back to your point of of you know not being able to decide whether this is camp or serious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I. I I, I started this uh, this evening with the, the memories of, I enjoy this movie. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> and and after watching it, I was like, yeah, this is, this is not so great. I mean, I didn't hate it. It's, not at all. It's, it's still, by far, definitely not the worst. Yeah, it's it's entirely too long. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, but I guess, I mean, you need the length to establish the relationship between James and Tracy right. before she disappears, and then so when she comes back later, it's meaningful. Right. Um, Could have cut some of the patient seduction. Like, like maybe just imply a couple of the other ones, maybe just show one of them. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, we really only need to see the one where uh, Blofeld is basically hypnotizing yeah, them yeah uh you know to give us a clue as to his eventual nefarious plan which is a weird plan it is a weird plan and we don't really even know how it works specifically with these with these particular women yeah like what role do they play in this i mean is it like because it because he gives them like the perfume sets right and then one of them is a nebulizer which is just like a spray bottle, right? I, I think. I think, yeah. So, like, maybe does that have whatever, like whatever virus. virus in it that he's going to develop the vaccines for? I don't know. I, I I feel like, like at least with uh, the, the the Ruby girl, yeah. Uh, you know, she she reveals that she, you know, her family is like chicken billionaires, yeah. <laughs> So, and she's allergic to chicken. Yeah. Uh, so, so I feel like he is curing her so that she can go back and then infect the chickens. That makes sense. Which would, like, go out and, and infect more people. Yeah. Uh, which, going back to Mission Impossible, I believe this is the plot to Mission Impossible 2. I believe you're right, yes. <laughs> the worst one of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I actually I, I remembered that there was some vaccine component uh, <laughs> to Mission Impossible 2, because I remember thinking Joe Rogan was right. But uh <laughs> but but I'd forgotten the the specifics of it. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Blo Blofeld's plan is vaccines, so I guess the moral of this movie is don't get vaccinated. Yep. <laughs> The lesson we've all learned. Yeah, don't get the jab. <laughs> Jib the jab. Is that their slogan? I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> think it? so, huh? Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I talk about Mission Impossible again for just a moment? Absolutely. Um, so, two and three are both... Uh, uh, pretty heavily wrapped around a, a romantic subplot in those movies. Yes. Uh, and they don't work. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise is just, just, he is the very definition of anti-sexuality. Oh, yeah, no, he has no chemistry with, with <laughs> either uh, Tandy Newton or... Uh, Michelle Monaghan. Michelle Monaghan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, none at all. Yeah. I sort of felt that way here, too. Like, yep. Like, Lazenby and Diana Rigg. Uh, have zero chemistry at all. I, I feel like, especially at the end, uh, like during their wedding scene. Yeah. Uh, she despises him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did half expect her to end up having been brainwashed by Blofeld, and like she was going to turn on him. Right. Which is admittedly is a very Austin Powers solution to how do we get him out of being married? Right. <laughs> she was a fembot the whole time. I mean, it's a very plausible, uh, you know, 
plot that could have happened. Yeah. Uh, instead, they just shoot her in the head. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> yep. Uh, end of movie. <laughs> Holy shit! This movie ends on a downer. Uh, could you be? Could you imagine in 1969? <laughs> like going to the movies. Going to, to the movies. This? Being a huge James Bond fan. Uh-huh. You've you've watched five of these previously. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this new guy. Let, let's see what he's got. Yeah. He gets married. Wow, that's crazy. That is nuts. James Bond is, he's a ladies' man. He's going to get tied down forever? Yeah. What the fuck? She's dead? <laughs> did So did did Connery read the script to this and, and be like, I ain't doing that. Because <laughs> like, there's stuff in this that I absolutely could not see him doing. Like falling in love with someone believably sure or you know crying over their dead body at the end (laughs) sean connery does not shed tears neither does john connery who is no one that exists in the world but is also the leader of the future resistance against the terminators (laughs) skynet if you will anyway Yeah, I just, like, I I kept thinking about Sean Connery doing some of the things that Lazenby does in this movie. Right. I just can't see it. Like, wearing a kilt. Yes. Which, I'm sure Sean Connery actually did. Probably, He's Scottish. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Oh, Hilly. (laughs) I will say, I enjoyed him as Hilly. I did, too. He, He pulled that off pretty well. That was a very entertaining sequence. Yeah. Uh, but as James Bond, not so much. Yeah, he also had a real Clark Kent vibe. Yeah. With the glasses, like, he looked like Clark Kent. Yeah. Which is interesting. <laughs> um, so I do know that they... So, Honor Majesty's Secret Service was the first James Bond novel that came out after they started making the movies. Hmm. Uh, and... Apparently, like, the novel, like, kind of makes fun of the movies a little bit. Awesome. Because I guess Ian Fleming's a real dick. Yeah, okay. All right. He, he's kind of James Bondy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, James Bond is kind of a Mary Sue. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, I mean, especially with the goes to a secluded mountain hideaway filled with beautiful women who all want to fuck him. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. And, and also... writer insert. The, well, <laughs> this is the one movie that follows the novel pretty closely. <laughs> Alright. Interesting. Yeah. That's why there are no gadgets or anything like that throughout it. Okay. Or, or very few gadgets, anyway. Um... But they planned on making this, like, the fourth movie. Okay. Uh, so so it was, like, written and ready to go, like, numerous times uh, while they were filming the, the prior Sean Connery movies. So I would assume at one point Connery had read the script. Yeah. But, yeah, during uh, You Only Live Twice, like, he decided that I'm out. Okay. <laughs> uh, during the filming of that movie. I guess I guess Bond should just decide in the middle of a movie, like N- I'm done. Interesting. <laughs> uh, like Bond himself. Yes. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the rogue thing, like like yeah. him. I, I feel like that really only like it happens in almost every of the the Daniel Craig ones. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, I feel like uh, at least the Roger Moore's. He he's he's. Full for for Queen and Country, okay. uh, you know. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so I, I feel like this was the uh, kind of the first one where he he decides that uh, you know screw all this, I'm I'm going out on my own. <laughs> Only I can stop Blofeld. Yes. <laughs> Dirty Harry style. Yep. Uh, I also think this is the first James Bond movie that had snow. Okay, yeah, I mean, this is essentially uh, James Bond Winter Sports Edition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like all the other ones are, are in, like, you know, tropical islands or whatnot. Yeah. So so that was kind of fun. Maybe that's why Connery didn't want to do it. It's possible. It's just too cold. They, they did film in, in Switzerland yeah. on location, so. Uh, maybe he just didn't want to ski. Maybe. Maybe he can't ski. It's possible. Maybe that's his terrible secret. I mean, clearly George Lazenby can't either because of all the blue screen. Right. Or rear projection. Yeah, whatever. Whatever screen. 
yeah, the the uh, that those whole sequences because there are multiple skiing sequences. Mm, yeah, are uh, are rough. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's kind of the same problem I had with Thunderball, which, uh, the, the thing with that one was that they did, uh, they, like, the technology for underwater filming had, like, just been invented. Okay. And they said, well, let's fucking do that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, which then requires everyone who's underwater being filmed to be wearing full body, you know... Scuba gear. Scuba gear and diving suits. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like a huge action sequence happening. Uh, all very slow because it's underwater. Right. And you can't tell who the fuck is who because everybody looks the same. Yeah. And I, I, I did appreciate that James wore a different color snowsuit than yeah. everyone else. So, but but yeah, the, the skiing scenes are kind of like that. A little bit more improved, but, but also just incomprehensible yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And as you said, just two too many. Yeah, why well, well, there didn't need to be two. Yeah. One was enough. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not even including Pavlov's bobsled. That's true. Pavlov's or Chekhov's bobsleds? Both. I did not. I, I, I mean, to I, salivate when I, I saw the bobsleds. Well, well, I did. Did you? Interesting. I, I just have a different reaction. I guess. That's interesting, yeah. Chekhov's fuck me. <laughs> Chekhov's dog is who comes in at the end to rescue James. That is true. So. No, we didn't see that dog earlier, I don't think. Nope. But I loved that dog. Yeah, he's great. I'm just real pissed right now. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just angry. <laughs> just fuck everything. Are we done? Is the podcast <laughs> over? Oh, no. It might be. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> It was a cute dog. God it damn was it. a very good, good St. Bernard's. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. You did, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just hanging out. Yeah, also, uh, you know, during during the, the bobblesled scene, uh, Blofeld gets caught on a tree branch. Yeah. Uh, but the ending would indicate that apparently nobody ever decided to go back for him. Yeah, I guess. Well, I thought that he was dead. Uh, no, I he assumed, was... I assumed that, like, his because he got caught by the neck. Right. So I assumed that, like, oh, his neck broke. He's dead. Uh, I mean, he he was still kind of moving around okay. when, when they cut back to him for like a split second. He might have just been twitching. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. I might have not been watching that closely. Also fair. <laughs> it's a long movie. Yeah. But I mean, James had time for a one-liner that I don't remember. So, you know. Something. Uh, oh, yeah. Just got caught hanging he, or something yeah, like that. Got hung up or he got. Yeah. He got treed. Retied, <laughs> branched off, branched, branched off might have been actually. Yeah, what yeah. It was. yeah. Uh, whatever it was, it was terrible. It was horrible. You are on a speeding bobsled, sir. You don't have time for this. <laughs> there, there needs to be an artistry to action heroes given one liners. Agreed. And, and this was not it. Yeah. <laughs> and again. Every single one of his lines is something like that. <laughs> it is execrable. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's a one-liner or innuendo. Yep. Did not care for it. <laughs> uh, and uh, boy, you could just never tell that George Lazenby had no prior acting experience. Did he really? He, he had none? None. That's amazing. How the fuck do you become James Bond having never acted before? What? Yep. He, what? He just he wanted it. That's crazy. Okay, <laughs> I need to watch this documentary. You really do. Yeah. Uh, either that or I would also recommend there's uh, an episode of The Dollop where they talk about his life. Okay. So that that is also pretty good listening. Okay. Covers a lot of the same ground. Nice. All right. <laughs> I, will, I will look for one or both of those things. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, not not the best of the James Bond movies. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 fun in a way, and it's, I like Diana Rigg a lot. She's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Telly Savalas. Yeah, yeah. Very no no, uh, no lollipop, but otherwise he was good. Yeah, well, he had a cigarette. So yeah, that's true. I had I had no idea that Doctor Evil was based on on the 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 look for Doctor Evil was based on. Another character. Yep. So that was a surprise to me. So, 
All right, so we, we, you you sort of asked about the continuity between movies. Yeah. Um, so so here lies my, my one issue, and I I usually I don't care about this kind of stuff usually, but but consistency is good. Sure. Uh, it's like Grant Morrison's uh, you know approach to the X Men when he wrote it uh, was was super consistency, not continuity. Yeah. Um, a lot of Blofeld nuts already. Have they? Yeah. I wondered. <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe this is at least the th- second or third of the Bond movies, of Connery's movies, where uh, Blofeld makes an on-screen appearance. Okay. Uh, he'd always been sort of in the background, or like Dr. Claw, you would see like a back and an arm and a cat. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh... And I, I think it was You Only Live Twice, which was the previous one. Yeah. Uh, where, where it's definitely They Meet. Okay. Uh, and he is played by Donald Pleasance in that film. Weird. Uh, yeah, he was played by different actors every single time. Every time? That yep. sucks. Yeah. Uh, and the Donald Pleasance version has... Uh, like a scar over his eye. Okay. And like one of his eyes is blind. Gotcha. Uh, he is wearing like that that kind of gray blue Nehru jacket. Okay. That is the Doctor Evil. That's Doctor Evil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> it's sort of what he's wearing the first time we see him. A little bit. In yeah. This one too. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. So strange. All right. <laughs> I mean, they were both different actors. They'd never met before. It's true. So, you know, it counts. <laughs> so, yeah. So so then that was, like, the whole thing for me. Like, and I I, I hate this theory to, to the bitter ends of the earth. Yeah. That, that the James Bond 007 is just a number that changes from person to person. Yeah. Hate that it. That it's a title that's passed down. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Don't like it. <laughs> But what well, sounds like there's some some canonical evidence, right? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I refuse to believe that. So I think it's just uh, somebody fucked up in the writing. <laughs> but then again, also it was written before that movie, so that's true. They probably just didn't change the script. They forgot how I met your mother. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? That is not necessary. So we were it. having a perfectly nice time. It was on the other day, and it just brought up all those Don't do feelings that. again. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Ugh. James Bond. James Bond. <laughs> I yeah i I had seen. Uh, I think I told you last week. I'd seen Doctor No. Yeah. And I'd seen Goldeneye, and I'd seen. Um, Casino Royale and Quasmo Solace on Skyfall. Um, and then I feel like after Skyfall, I was like, oh, that was really good. I'm good. <laughs> or I just never got around to seeing Spectre, because that was the next one after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is my sixth Bond movie. All right. Well, so, it is the sixth Bond hey, movie. perfect. So, right. I'm back on track. <laughs> uh, a lot of people dislike Spectre. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was fine. It's... It, so when I decided to start rewatching these, uh, my girlfriend asked me, well, are they any good? Yeah. And my response was, there are 26 of them. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are. Some of them aren't. Your mileage may vary. Yep. <laughs> uh, especially, like, when you're dealing with movies made in the 60s and 70s, uh, there's going to be a lot of racism and a lot of misogyny. Yeah. You just kind of have to get over it. Yeah. I was... I was uh... I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but there is one black character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and he only just grunts, basically. Has yeah. No dialogue. That That's kind of a trope. It was strange. Although, uh, I think, I think Dr. No, there's, uh, there's a couple of black characters who have, have full lines and, you know, wow. roles and... Crazy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> For 1963? Yeah. That's true. That is kind of yeah. progressive. All right. I think uh, Sean Connery was probably, uh, you know, anti-racist, but but super pro-misogyny. Yeah, that makes sense. 
as, as did seem to be a lot of quote unquote liberal men back in the 60s. Well, you know, the 60s were a different time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the dollop earlier, I just listened. They did a two-part episode about Albert Einstein. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> and, and it's mostly that uh, you know, I mean, he he was a genius and he was a Jew and, and misunderstood and like was just hated across the world, but also just terrible to women. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking awful. That sucks. But then also towards the end of his life, was super anti-racist. Okay. And, and just spoke out a lot about how white people are terrible. But still just awful to women. Interesting. <laughs> till his dying day. <laughs> oh, the dollop. Yep. <laughs> AKA everything you love is terrible. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the George Lazenby episode is pretty good though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe he himself was bisexual, so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at least from what I recall in the documentary. So Gotcha. Alright. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed watching this. Yeah, it's um, fun. I mean, it's like I said, it's too long. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of fun stuff. Um, the the stuff that's bad made me smile because uh, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't hate having watched this. That's good. <laughs> uh, I, I also don't hate having watched it again, but but it definitely it definitely dropped a few notches for me. I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, it's you know my own opinion yeah you, you did not influence it in any way no, the I movie know. did i know <laughs> the movie presented itself I know. to it's, me it's not like i'm sorry that i did something to you no it's, yeah okay, it's, i'm yeah. sorry that this experience ruined uh and otherwise you know otherwise good feelings that you had for the movie but it's you're right the movie did it to you to itself yeah um you know uh so yeah just uh again 26 of these things some are good, some are bad. Yeah. Some of the bad ones are way worse than this one, so <laughs> it, it all works out. Perfectly middling. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, having watched them in order, you know, uh, yeah, probably probably the second second to bottom at this point. Okay. But, you know, with, with uh, further movies, it'll probably raise up a little bit. Sure. So, you know. Sure. Uh, but I feel Thunderball is probably going to stay near the bottom. <laughs> God, did I hate that experience. <laughs> oh. Is there anything uh, happening that you didn't hate this week? <laughs> or, or, or that's bringing you happiness this week? Oh, boy. Um... I I read uh, two issues in a row of uh, Peacemaker Tries Hard, mm-hmm. uh, the the DC comic by uh, Kyle Starks and Steve Pugh, uh, and I found them to be delightful. <laughs> yeah, I've only read the first issue of that series, but I loved it. Uh, I, yeah, I'm calling it series of the year. Wow. <laughs> Uh, issue three uh, features the return of a superhero you and I both have a fondness for. Excellent. Uh, and uh, issue four features the return of a supervillain that uh, Mr. Jason Young and I have a fondness for. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and they are hilarious delights. Excellent. Uh, there is also a sequence in issue three uh, in which I took pictures uh, of each panel and sent it to my girlfriend and said, oh, it's me. <laughs> Where Peacemaker is basically just saying, hey, I'm figuring out that nobody likes me and I may be an asshole. Oh, no. It's <laughs> like, oof, that, that, I feel that. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Well, you can say it all you like. Fair enough. <laughs> I get that too. <laughs> I, I I will believe you on occasion. All right. Honestly, that's all I can ask for. Yeah. Uh, it's like a couple weeks ago, you and I went to a comic store and somehow got into a conversation with the owner about me being an artist and he asked me if I was any good. Yeah. And I didn't answer him. Yeah. But afterwards, I was like, 
you know, sometimes I think so, sometimes not. Yeah. Today I'm fucking great, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Just what a rude question to ask. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> You want to ask me if I'm good at my church job? I'll tell you, yeah, because I don't ultimately care about that. Right. Because <laughs> my level is, am I fired? No? Okay, I'm doing great. Hell yeah. The check's still cash. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, what about you, sir? Oh, boy. Um, I am a semi-dog sitting for my brother and his family this week. Alright. So I uh, am sort of splitting my time between my house with my dog um, and then going over to their house and and letting her out of her crate. Her name is Ruby. Uh, She's a very good girl. Um, And yeah, so I just like, I've been going over there in the mornings and taking my computer with me and working in the morning and hanging out with her and then going home and then hanging out with Pippin, and then sort of going back and forth. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's been exhausting. Sure. Uh, but it's also been real nice uh, to have double the dogs in my life. <laughs> so, dogs. Making me happy this week. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And, and every week, really. Oh, sure. Dogs, are, <laughs> dogs can be great. Yeah. Uh, I don't have one myself, obviously. Yeah, you're a cat guy. I'm a cat guy, but, you know, I, I like other people's dogs. Yeah. Especially if they like me. That's key. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like I've had a good relationship with most of my friends' dogs in the past, so. Excellent. Yeah, and and uh, I have an ex-girlfriend. I, I wish to God I would have stolen her dog. Yeah. Because he was the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my brother's dog just loved me, so... <laughs> That's nice, too. Yeah. Like, all she wants is just pets and to jump on me. Which, not so much the jumping. That's bad, Ruby. Yeah. But otherwise. Because she's a big dog. She's a she's a golden doodle. Okay. Like, golden doodle mix. Yeah. So, like, she's all gray. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she's a big, big dog. She could jump up on my shoulders if she really tried. Wow. So, yeah. My, my girlfriend has a, a labradoodle. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, he, he, he is also big. And he also enjoys the jumping and uh, thinks he's a lap dog. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he is not. No, not at all. He, he's too big for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, for me, being, being not a guy who has a dog, whenever I, I meet, you know, someone else's dog and they like me instantly... Uh, it's just the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Dogs are good judges of character. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a uh, couple months ago, I was kind of helping my girlfriend out, uh, you know, like just kind of going to her house uh, when I got off work to, to make sure her kids got home on time and, and safely and also, you know, let the dog out because yeah. she had been cooped up from like 6 a.m. to whenever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even even when a dog knows you, you know, if you come to the door, like, they will just start barking. Oh, sure. Uh, he never did. Aw. He would just, but he would come to the door and just immediately just start wagging his tail. And, like, I could see him through the little window. And it was just the best feeling in the world. That's awesome. Just, like, somebody does love me. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, like. I kind of get that from Chaco a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a very... He, he's one of the few cats I've ever known that isn't food-oriented. Uh, okay. Uh, whereas, you know, like if I come home and I have food in my hand, I can put it down and know that it's pretty safe yeah. from him like getting into it. Yeah. Because uh, all he wants to do is follow me wherever I'm going. Right. And, and make sure that I am paying attention to him. And the only reason he gets into my food is because I am not paying attention to him at that moment. Yeah. Uh, but he he also is at the door every single day when I get home. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah. But then also, you know, he's small and he's black and he's in the way. Yeah. And he's going to kill me someday. Right. <laughs> but then he'll eat you. He'll eat your face. It's true. Because he loves you. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are worse ways to go. Yeah. 
It's true. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I mean, at least I will sustain my cat. Yeah, that's true. For for a couple weeks. That's true. Because no one will come and check on me. Oh, come on. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> should I pick a movie? You should. Uh, Want to watch a Transformer? Sure. Did you see Transformers Rise of the Beasts? I had not. Let's fucking watch Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Sounds great. Awesome. I've heard it's kind of okay. I, I I heard from the commercial for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts that it's the best Transformers movie yet. <laughs> and if I can't trust the commercial for the movie, who can I trust? As a reputable source, exactly. <laughs> Plus, I want to see a gorilla robots. Well, sure. Who doesn't? <laughs> Uh, I am down for that. Excellent. Okay. All right. Transformers 6? 7? I don't know. No clue. <laughs> Rise of the Beast. I lost track after 2, and then Bumblebee. <laughs> Bumblebee's so good. Go it back, is good. Go back and listen to our episode about Bumblebee. Yeah. And let us know if the episode we did was any good. It wasn't. Because the movie was really good. Yes, it was. Yeah. I think we can safely say about uh, all of... Our episodes versus the movie? I don't know. Okay, some, like, 13 Fanboy. Our episode is much better. I feel like this episode's gone pretty well. Yeah, it's probably better than On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And I can also safely say that uh, we come in much shorter. Excellent. Than than most of the movies. Well, I'm going to ski home. (laughs) We'll be back next week to talk about Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. Good night. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at our website, view.guttertrash.net, or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit our website at view.guttertrash.net for information about our Twitter and Instagram. Once again, thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. We'll see you next time. Thank you.